I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today, we're going to be talking about sadness versus depression. Now, I hope that doesn't bum you out. I hope it doesn't make you sad I or hope depressed. Or depressed, right. This is a really important yeah. topic because many of you going through a breakup are depressed. Yes, of course you are. It's normal. It's a major loss yes. to lose somebody that you love and you care about and that you're attached to. And even if it's over somebody that you just started dating, the thing is, is that you probably had all of these fantasies or ideas. Oh, hopes and dreams and yes. Of what was going to happen with that person. And you can get depressed about that person too. Yes. And it's interesting because I was talking to somebody about this just yesterday, how they were depressed over somebody they had only been dating for like three months. And people were like, oh, just get over her. You don't know her. Oh, people are so quick to say, just get over it. Mm -hmm. yeah. But, you know, I, I told them, I said, you know, I was depressed over somebody that I only dated for about four months, too. Yeah. And the thing was, is that, you know, I had such a good chemistry with this girl mm -hmm. and we had so much in common and had in, uh, such a good time together. I really believed she was going to be my next serious girlfriend. Yes. You and so... Because I had such high expectations over this girl, it was, you know, frustrating and, you know, that I couldn't do anything about it and devastating. Yeah. And I was definitely depressed. I sure. mean, this is many, many years ago. Sure. You didn't know about this girl. No. Um, well, maybe you know about her, but you, you weren't around. Before. It was about eight years ago. Okay. And, you know, she and I were doing so well. But the, with that situation, this girl was, uh, she really liked a guy, What it wasn't going anywhere, he wasn't interested in her, until he found out she was dating me. And then he oh, wanted yeah. to be with yeah. her, yeah. and so that's why she left me, she was very confused, she wound up dating him, I did everything wrong, said everything wrong, I was trying to talk to her, oh, everything was wrong, it was awful. I mentioned her briefly in a different video. Um, but she wound up actually marrying that guy, and they're still married. So she was meant to be with that guy. Yeah. So, you know, good for her. And you played a part unwittingly. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of unfairly. Yeah, really. Right? But, you know, I learned a lot from it, and I was very depressed sure. over that, as, sure. along with my other breakups. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about that because, you know, people may be trying to say, well, you're not really depressed. You're just sad over this. It's normal to be sad. Yeah. And... And, you know, almost always people, if people come into a therapist's office, they're sad and or usually also anxious. Mm -hmm. um, those are cousins, sadness and anxiety. Anyway, I wanted to do kind of, I mean, we've talked about these things before, but I just wanted to do kind of a repeat update. And it came from asking some people recently, are you depressed? And getting a very sort of puzzled response of, I, I, one guy said, I don't know. 
how would I know if I was depressed? And somebody else said, oh no, I heard that's really bad, I'm not depressed. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, let me start by saying, feelings are neither good nor bad. They simply exist, and they are there to tell us something. So we need to embrace them and listen to what they're telling us. But you'll hear people say, I shouldn't feel that way. Mm -hmm. There is no should with feelings. I do feel that way. Now, I think that's important you say that again. Okay, all right. There is no should with feelings. None whatsoever. And we frequently hear, I shouldn't feel that way. Let which really means, I wish I didn't feel this way about such and such a thing or, or such and that, such a person. Or you're kind of, you know, projecting other people's beliefs or your beliefs about how you should handle the situation. Right, exactly. So there is no should with feelings. Any feeling. Uh, people will say it all right, anger. Well, I shouldn't feel that way. Well, if you do, you do, and we'll deal with it. Um, so we can't at will shut feelings off. And they tell us something. They're messengers. And I think we have particularly, as a society, told men that they shouldn't have feelings. We want the mm -hmm. cool, unflappable guy who never registers anything. Mm -hmm. No, we really don't want him at all. And it's not good for him if he doesn't have any emotions ever. Um, and everybody has difficulty answering this simple question, are you depressed? I don't know. I don't want to be. I hear it's bad. Um, okay, so what is depression and how do you know if you're depressed? Well, you don't feel good. And it happens over a period of two weeks. And most days you just don't feel good about getting up, living your life, doing what you want to do. Things that you used to enjoy aren't fun anymore. Or you feel like you don't even have the energy to do them, mm -hmm. you know? If you like going out to run, for example, and suddenly you don't have the energy to do it and you're just listless and you don't feel good about much of anything, that's depression. And you feel sad oftentimes when you're depressed. Um, but it's hard to get over it and you really have to sit and take a look at it. And then you'll, I'll hear people say, well, I shouldn't be depressed over this. Makes no difference whether you should or shouldn't. And as Craig points out, in, according to whose rules. Yeah. And I'll say to people sometimes, now whose rule book is that in? I should be over this by now. And what rule book did you use to determine how long you have to get over X, Y, or Z? And does that rule book say it's the same for everybody? Everybody gets over this in, you know, two weeks, two months, whatever. So... Feelings you really can't argue with or make go away. You really have to do with them. Deal with them, feel them, interview them, figure out what they're telling you. All mm -hmm. right? And what's the difference between depression and sadness? That's a big question. That's a big one. Sadness is a normal feeling that we all have when we lose somebody, when we have a disappointment of some sort. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes when we hear a sad story. Um, we can really feel what it might be like for the people who are in that book, in that movie, in that story that we hear. Yeah. And sadness is not a tricky emotion. You feel sad for yourself or for others, and it's most okay to feel sad for yourself. And people talk about pity parties. I don't pay much attention. If you have a reason to be sad for yourself, you're going to be sad for yourself. It's okay. Um, the difference between sadness and depression is that depression is harder to deal with because in a depression there's always an element of beating yourself up. Mm 
if I had better, been a better wife, if I had been a better girlfriend, if I had been a better employee, if I had been a better this, that, or the other thing, mm -hmm. okay? And you hear people say that all the time. And so you often have to say to people, you have to sort out what is and isn't your fault. If we own something, we have to own it and say, you know, I'm not happy about that. I wish it hadn't happened that way. I wish I hadn't done that. Yeah. Blah, blah. Own it. Um, but you can't make it go away and just say, you shouldn't be, get over it. Um, and people with a depression don't have any energy. That's the other thing. You have no energy. And again, we're talking over two weeks. So yeah. over two weeks, you don't feel good about much of anything. You don't have any energy to do anything, even if it was something you used to enjoy. Or excited to do. Or excited to do, yeah. It's just sort of like the whole world is blah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and nothing's any fun and nothing gets you excited and that's a good point Craig because sometimes people will do crazy things when they feel like that just to see if they can still get excited and those are things that usually get people into um, all kinds of trouble yeah um, so if you're depressed you gotta think about it is the thing you're depressed about your fault is it not your fault um, do you have personal shortcomings that made this happen? Maybe yes, maybe no. If you did, those things can always be fixed. If you're saying, you know, this person broke up with me because I wasn't good enough, I wasn't pretty enough, I wasn't charming enough, I wasn't fun enough. I mean, you know, the list can go on and on. So figure out what is your fault and what isn't your fault, and you can always work on what isn't your fault. But don't be too willing to take on the blame for things that are not yours. Yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. And that's really in my book the difference between sadness and depression. Mm -hmm. If somebody passes away and you feel terribly sad about it, that's absolutely okay. Yeah. Um, and of course. And you will recover. But if you're depressed about it and somehow think it's your fault or if you had taken better care of this person or if this, that, or the other thing had happened, then you're into the realm of depression and that's trickier. Yeah. Okay? And I think one of the things that you wanted to say is how much guilt is really a factor. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, you'd be amazed how, how willing human beings are to feel guilty. Um, children think everything that bad that happens in the family is their fault. Divorce. Even, yes, yep. divorce especially. Any other, any other problem that happens. And we have to remember to say to children, none of this is your fault yeah. because they'll immediately take it on. Yes. All right. And sometimes adult, adults will do this too. If you are used to being told that things are your fault, if you were never reassured as a child that they weren't, then we come into adulthood willing to take on, you know, I, I remember saying to somebody, you think you're responsible if there's a crack in the universe somewhere, you know, you think you're, it's your, your obligation to fix it. Mm -hmm. And beware the word should, because with it, there's always some guilt. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, I should have been better. I should have done this. I should have done that. I don't and, and, and I can assure just about every single person that's yeah. going through a breakup oh, is blaming themselves. Is blaming themselves. Right this is the all bat. my fault. And there's something wrong with me. And there's the element of beating themselves up. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And like I say, it's important for us to own what we have to own that we did wrong. Sure. But we don't need any extra. So if it's not your fault, you have to be willing to say that too. And if it's not your fault, then there really isn't that much you can do to fix it. And that leaves you feeling helpless too. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Absolutely. So it's not fun. But it's not a shameful thing to be depressed. And I had somebody say to me the other day, well, everybody makes it sound like it's really terrible to be depressed. Well, no fear of us to do that to you. If you're depressed, you need to be able to talk about it, you need to own it, you need to feel it, and then you'll probably get over it if you do that, if you entertain it. But if you try to push it away, it'll come back as a worse depression later, or it'll make you feel numb, um, or it will cause you to give up a lot of things that you could have enjoyed. Absolutely. Yeah, so don't just make the, try to make depression go away. Get over it annoys me. Um, can't you just get over it? Or the other one that really makes me crazy is, well, if you just got up and went out and did something, you'd feel better. Well, that may be true, but if I'm really depressed, I don't have the energy to do that. Yeah. Okay. So I should make an effort, yeah. I might make an effort, and that's okay. But don't try and guilt, guilt trip me because I can't just get up, get out, and get over it. No fair. Make the person more depressed, by the way. And, and you know, sometimes they're doing it from their. Tr they Be, think they're coming helpful, from being helpful, yeah. a good place, and they're trying to help because they don't know what to say or right. do. Right. And how could they? Yeah. How could they know what to tell you how to to handle a situation? Because yeah. they're not in it. Right. And so they're gonna maybe try and give the best advice that they can. Which is don't feel that way, or you shouldn't oh, feel that way. I didn't think of that. Yeah, I, I didn't, didn't think of that. Think yeah. Of that. All I had to do was just stop thinking about the, the whole situation. Yeah. Oh, think, hap think happy thoughts. That'll make uh, you feel much oh, better. Oh, yeah. It's For about like, three seconds. It's kind of like Peter Pan and pixie dust, isn't it? But it, that raises another question. What do you say to a depressed person? What do you say? Sorry you're feeling bad. I'm I so sorry you're feeling yeah, like I'm that. I'm sorry you're feeling bad. Yeah. Is there anything I could do? Can you think of anything that would make you feel better? Ice cream being the proverbial cure for everything, mm -hmm. possibly pizza. Um, is there anything I can do to make it better? And, you know, take your time, and when you feel better, I'll be really happy to get together again. Yeah. And, but that implies that they're going to feel better, which nine times out of ten they are. Um, clinical depression results, because you hear that term, when you really do need help, when you can't get out of it yourself, and your normal resource sources such as family and friends mm -hmm. um, isn't going to be sufficient to do it, then you need to, to seek some help. And there's no need to be depressed in this day and age. There are wonderful antidepressants out there that don't have the side effects of some of the old um, things that we used to hear about. So I hear mm -hmm. people saying, I don't want to take any of those medications, and they name the ones that are 30 years old. Um, but there are other ones out there and other options, so don't stay depressed for any length of time. All right? Yeah, absolutely. But sure, try your own resources first. Absolutely. And then if you can't, yeah. Yeah, it's, there's, there's a big difference between being sad over something and being yeah. depressed over it. And being it. depressed. And you're likely going to encounter some people in your life that are trying to tell you you're not depressed. Right. You're just sad. It's not a big deal. Right. And it may be coming from a place that they're trying to help, but you're sitting there getting more and more frustrated because nothing's changing, you're not feeling any better, yeah. as time goes on. And you, they're telling you without meaning to that there's something wrong with you. Yeah. You know that already, all too well. Yeah. Um, Do you have any thoughts on what causes depression? On what causes depression? Oh, sure. Like um, the biological function of it, maybe. Yeah. 
Um, well, there's lots of talk about serotonin uptake and all of that, but it's been relatively simple to medicate, much more than many other conditions. Mm -hmm. um, there's a huge variety of things that will help the chemicals in your brain cheer up quite quickly. Sure. Yeah. But what I'm wondering is, what might be a function of depression? Like, well, anxiety okay. has yeah. a function, right? Yes. Anxiety warns us of danger. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think depression does have a function, and here's how I came to this conclusion. Most therapists get terribly upset because depressed people will stop doing what they normally do and they will isolate. And I agree that's not a good idea. Um, but I also think oftentimes a depression is a warning from Mother Nature that you need a break and you need a rest. And I'm convinced of that. Mm -hmm. And I will talk with people about that. And I've had people say, well, I, I don't want to tell you that I'm not doing anything because I know therapists get upset when you say that. Well, no, let's talk about it. Um, and you get people who've come off a death or two deaths in the last three years or so, terrible struggles with employment or children or whatever. So oftentimes there is a reason, and what the depression is saying to you is you can't keep going at this pace, you can't deal with all this stuff emotionally all at once, and you need a break. Mm -hmm. So that's my my interpretation of what the depression is usually telling you. Yeah. And, and I'm sure the depression says back, you don't have any energy, stupid, how come you don't get it? <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> yeah. I've taken your energy to let you know that you've overdone it. Yeah, um, but it's interesting because, you know, anxiety has this biological function of yes. keeping people close. And I'm wondering if somehow that the depression could be linked to anxiety. But, oh, oh, yes. They, let me go back to what you just said, though. Anxiety keeps people close because when you get anxious about the relationship, you're liable to pursue the person. That's right. Because right. 100,000 years yeah. ago, if you lost the people in your tribe or whatever, yeah, your yeah. village... You would die. You couldn't take care of yourself. You couldn't take the, care of yourself. Right? So it has a, a fright to it that is just amazing. Yeah, like there's a biological component of to keep you alive. And keeping you anxious, of course, keeps you alert to danger, too. Absolutely. So you can see its biological functions. But I would still go back to depression as a function of fatigue and overload. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Of You know, you can't, you can't throw that many spears in only two weeks without somehow collapsing. <laughs> and then the guy says to himself, ugh, that's bad. Yeah. Now, often people are anxious and depressed, and it At goes hands in hand. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, it sounds kind of contradictory, um, but anxiety and depression often occur together. And I remember being puzzled when I would refer somebody for psychiatry for either anxiety or depression. And the psychiatrist who knew about, more about the chemicals than I did would, would medicate them for one or the other. <laughs> and where anxiety and depression meet is in irritability. Mm -hmm. Okay, If I'm sitting here doing things and the dog gets out of the cage and she comes over and she interrupts, am I going to say, get back in that cage, you no good dog, I never liked you anyway. Um, and it's going to get me all upset, or am I going to say, I'm going to put you back on the cage and, you know, take you out and all that sort of thing. So if you're irritable, then you're in a position where you're going to re react very quickly to an ant walking across the floor or some very tiny little thing going wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's where you have an element of being depressed and I don't have the energy to deal with this mm -hmm. um, and being anxious of, I'm not, I can't deal with any more anxiety. Mm -hmm. All right? Yeah. So... Um, 
we, we don't do well, I don't think, at pacing ourselves um, in this society. I think we tend to try to do more than is comfortable for us. And, you know, life can do it to us. A couple, you know, if in a short period of time you have deaths or problems and all that sort of thing, you can often get to the point where um, you can't do it anymore. And if you can't say to yourself, I can't do it anymore and I need a break, a depression will come along to help you. Wow. Uh, so if we could give ourselves a little more permission to be tired and understand we need a break, it would probably prevent some depression. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, whatever overwhelming emotions you grew up with, most of us do not fully um, deal with those, and they will come up again in later life. And that gives us a second chance to take a look at how this emotion affected us in our families growing up and how it's affecting us now. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes the trigger for a depression in the present can be something that goes back to something that happened in our family of origin. Yeah. Yeah. It can be really overwhelming. It really can. And I think we're, we're told to push ourselves and do the best we can and fight the good fight and be inspired when sometimes we just have to take better care of ourselves. Absolutely. You know? yes. So that some, some incident of anxiety or depression doesn't have to come along to kind of wake us up. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Did you have any more you wanted to add to that? Any questions? No. Was I, that reasonably I, clear? I think I hope it's pretty so. good, hopefully. Okay. All right. And we can go over this often because yep. it, it's out there often and for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, if you want to get my help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching, Skype coaching, and if you got to get with me right away, I do offer emergency Skype coaching. You can now get Skype coaching with Margaret. Just click on Margaret at the top of the page, and then you can set up a schedule to talk with her. I'd love to talk with you. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon. Hi, I'm Coach Margaret, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist with 35 years experience. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me to get professional help on your situation. Go to askcraig.net to sign up for a personal coaching with me.